Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome episode of You Got This with your host Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministries. This is Season 4, Episode 3, entitled Step Up to Your Destiny. We also have a song uh, that we're going to be playing by Josh Robin called You Rise Me Up, or You Raise Me Up. We've got three talking points we want to talk to you about today. Well, number one is what do you do to step up into your destiny? We've got number two, personal growth, have patience. And finally, number three, continuing in your destiny purpose. So why don't we start off with topic number one, what do you do to step up? Welcome back, everyone. I hope you're going to enjoy this message. This is everyone has a purpose and a plan. God has got a plan and a purpose for everyone. And whether your purpose is to be a worship leader or uh, an evangelist or a preacher, or maybe he's just got you in your everyday life and you're witnessing to people, you are a construction worker or you are a homemaker or you work in an office. Um, maybe you're an actor, but whatever that is, you are a disciple disguised as those positions. And it's sometimes in, in our everyday life jobs that we meet more people than a pastor can in any given Sunday. And all we have to do is be living out the word of God. And be showing the love of God, mercy and compassion, and not being judgmental. And people will see Jesus in us every day. And they will recognize it. And they will see how you are with people. That's going to make them want the Jesus that you have inside. So let's, let's talk about it. If you have your Bibles, you can pause this and turn it to Joshua chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. And we are going to read. Now, the Jordan is at the flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap, heap in a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarathon, while the water was flowing down to the Sea of Arabah, that is this Dead Sea, was completely shut off. The people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of Jordan and st stood on dry ground, while all of Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed crossing on dry ground. So they had to take a step of faith before the waters would be stopped upstream. Uh, so they can cross over. Do you ever come to those points in your life where you feel like you're faced with an impossible situation and you cried out and prayed out to the Lord? Well, then you have to do as he's leading you to do in your heart. Faith is an action step and you have to take action. You have to do something first. Sometimes when I'm writing and I feel like I've got writer's block and I don't know where to start. 
the Lord will just tell me, go, just put your feet in the water. In other words, just start typing and, and the words will come and they always do. I probably always do. See, the thing is, we have to step up into destiny. God already has a destiny pointed out to us. And he always promises us the fantastic life. But his idea of a fantastic life and our fantastic idea of life is totally different. But we all know, based on our decision to follow Christ, that his way is always perfect. He designed us for a specific purpose. He also created us for a specific purpose. So why are we fighting him? That just goes to show you that when back in his day, the Pharisees couldn't stand the man for some reason. They always had this idea of him coming in grand. But God chose to bring him in on a donkey for, hum for being humble. That he was no better than the rest of us. Right? Because he put us, he put himself down to where we are. Because he wanted to save us from our sins. But yet we still keep on denying. That just goes to show you what the priests did back in the day. The priests went first and stepped into the Jordan River, which was flood at flood stage and overflowing, and the water stopped flowing. Then the rest of it, they crossed over. The, the priests are a sign of spiritual authority, just like us. We are a royalty. We are children of the Most High God, and we need to step into our authority as royal children. We are princes and princesses in Christ. Romans 8-17 says, Now if we are, children, we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, co-heirs of Christ. If indeed we share his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. As they stepped onto the Jordan River in faith, walking in their authority, the waters stopped. You have flooded issues surrounding you, and all that is needed is faith, and your faith will deliver you. Mark 5.34 Daughter, your faith is healed. Faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. That's all God wants us to do. Like I said before, he created us for a specific purpose, so why are you following his great design? That's right. So... Continuing, topic number one, what do you do to step into your destiny? First of all, you're not just born again and all of a sudden uh, stepping into the purpose and plan. You're on your way to it, but you're at the beginning stages. Just like, you know, physically, we grow from a baby to a toddler to a young child to a teenager to a young adult and to an adult. Uh, then along the way we are growing with each stage and we run into some things that we do wrong and we do right but with each thing we learn and grow well that's the same spiritually we have different stages in our spiritual growth david didn't become king just as soon as he was anointed he had a lot of learning to do joseph he didn't you know he didn't step up to second in command to pharaoh right off the bat. Oh man, he had a lot of growing and maturing to do. They had some tests that they had to pass to see if they were mature enough spiritually to handle the place and the position that God has. Because you need integrity, you need humility, you need obedience and faith. And so what do you do? So first of all, we're going to talk about that as an acronym um, in the word faith. Yeah, there we created an acronym for this. Uh, it's pretty cool. Check it out. 
F means faith and reverential fear of God. A means act on the faith as if as if you have been visible proof. I means in line, stay in line with the word of God, know it and live it and obey it. T means trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And finally, H, it means his glory. So praise him, thank and Remember, it is for his glory that all you do. And he says, I will not give you my glory to another or pray or my praise to idols. It is in our, it is in, it is in and for his glory that all men are saved and that he spent, he sent his, uh, he sent Jesus to die on a cross for our sins. It is for his glory that we are saved delivered and healed. It is for his glory that he loves us unconditionally in spite of what we do because of who we are and his creation. This so in that he will always prove himself faithful. There is nothing to fear, nothing to doubt, his promises, victory in his word. He is true to his word for you have exalted above all things in your name, your word. And that's right. That is Psalm 138 too. He is exalted of all things, his name and his word. And he says in in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, that we should trust the, trust the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways acknowledge him and he will make our path straight. See, he will make our path straight. He will guide us. It says that in Isaiah 42. He says he will lead the blind by ways they have not known along unfamiliar paths. He will guide them. We're not always called to understand because, we're, frankly, we're not God. He is. And as parents, aren't you that way with your children? Sometimes they don't have to understand why you say no when you do. And then sometimes you say yes. And then sometimes you say maybe. And then sometimes you say wait and not now. Okay. They don't always have to understand your reasoning, but they just have to out of respect because you are their parents have to obey you well that's because you know the best for them you know what's best and you know what will hurt them so that's the same with god we're made in his image he knows what's best he's been from the beginning of our pathway all the way through to the end so he knows all the in between and yes he knows the mess ups that you're going to make but he also knows how to get you back on that path from those side streets you took that you weren't supposed to. And so we just need to trust him. We need to take acts of faith and we need to walk it out. Faith is in action. And as you do in reverence and obedience and all humility to him, you're going to grow from one stage to another. As it says in second Corinthians three seventeen. we go from glory to glory one stage of glory to another as we are being transformed into his likeness. So along the path, what is it going to take? What is it going to take? It's going to take patience. It's going to take trust. It's going to take obedience. Moses. Okay. God had a calling on his life to deliver the people out of Egypt. You know, yes, he, he, he killed in redemption and he ran, but God brought him back to the place where his destiny would start. If you run from it, God's going to bring you back to it. <clears throat> what happened to Jonah? He tried to run, but that didn't work out too well for him. I'm sure you all read that book of the Bible. 
very short, but it's a it's a good book to read. It shows what can happen to you when you're disobedient. And so, look at Paul. Okay, he was killing Christians at first. And then finally God had to blind him on his way to Damascus because he was blinded spiritually and God had to blind him actually to open his eyes spiritually. And then, oh, David, when he was anointed king, he didn't become king right away. No, he didn't. He took a little bit of training and humbling and things like that. Saul. And uh, so, but God had a plan for him and he stuck to it. That's a little bit of, I think David fought him a little bit, didn't he? Um, no, he ran from Saul. Well, there's yes. that's still uh, fighting, but uh, yeah. nonetheless, he stayed he followed through. All right, number two, topic number two was personal growth. Have patience. It takes time to mature to the point where God says, I love Patience and maturity. Like Joseph and his brothers were jealous and threw him into the pit, then he was sold into slavery and accused of wrongly and then threw, uh, thrown into prison. He was a young teenager and very immature. But he would have not known not but he would have not known no not to tell that you're already jealous because of brothers that you have a dream that one day you were going to lord over them. not too smart he needed to mature and he had a dream god told him in advance but he needed to mature and have patience he did so and in, ended up in the position to help countries he fed and he restored his family. Yes, it, it took him a long time. He was thrown in a pit by his brothers who intended on killing him at first, and Reuben, whose name means behold the son, and Judah, whose name means praise, came to his rescue. So sometimes we have to be in that pit for a little while before we acknowledge who we are, that we're a child of God, and he's going to back us up. And then we start praising God and still, instead of complaining. And then he's going to get us out of that pit. And then that trial is going to be over. But there is going to be another one because we're on our way to growth and to spiritual maturity to where we can handle. You wouldn't expect a five-year-old child, Anna McKees, and expect him to go to the store for you. He's not old enough or experienced enough or mature enough to handle a car. And that is what, that's like us in our spiritual maturity growth process. So don't be impatient if you don't get where you, you hope and you dream to be right away. God is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. Psalm 145, 13. So he will keep his promises. And then Joseph got sold into slavery. Okay, then he got accused wrongly and thrown into prison. But it is there where it was the final step. It was there where he had the final step. And in the end, yes, he... He interpreted the dreams of two of his cellmates. And when they came true, the one not released, you know, it took him two years before he remembered. And then Pharaoh had a dream. And then, oh, yes, I forgot. You know, hey, I, I know someone who can interpret your dreams when nobody else could. And he remembered Joseph. So Joseph was pulled up out of the cell. His chain, his clothes were changed. That is spiritually symbolic for all of us. When we're changed and we go from that life of sin, we get new clothing. We put on the righteousness of God. God sees the blood of Christ in his righteousness all over us. And He, we, not on our own being, but in Christ, we are righteous. 
and he became second in command. And through it, there was supposed to be seven years of famine followed by seven years of plenty. God gave Joseph the wisdom to know what to do. In fact, they saved in this years of plenty for the years of famine that followed. They saved grain. And so people from all nations, they were coming to get food. And Joseph and his brothers were restored. But that's not the whole meaning of the story. That is just one part of it. Two nations were fed. Egypt and Israel, meaning the Jews and the Gentiles. That is symbolic and a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 13. That everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So it's not just a certain people. It's everyone who wants Jesus. So you have to persevere. Joseph persevered. James 1, 4, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. It does take time. And just when you start to go weary, call on the name of the Lord. He is there to help you. He will comfort you and he will give you encouragement. Ephesians 4, 15, instead, of, instead speak the truth in love. We will grow to become in every respect mature body of Christ, of him who is the head, that is Christ. So call on him when you need help and when you need encouraging and when you need strength. On for the third bullet point. The third bullet point, obedience. We, were, we are to intimate Jesus Christ's obedience. And we've been, we, and we, and being found in appearance, appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Philippians 2.8. If you are willing and obedient, you will, you will eat the good things of the land. Isaiah 1.19. We're supposed to imitate Jesus Christ. That's, that's what I said. Instead of speaking truth and love, we will grow to become, in, in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. Ephesians 4.15. But we're supposed to be Christ-like. Uh, as one of the verses in the Bible also says, we're supposed to be ambassadors. Supposed to do things as he has done because we're supposed to act just like, because we want to be like, just like Christ. Because we're supposed, we're wanting to inherit the kingdom of God. So, and it's, I know people, it's very, very difficult to do sometimes when a person wrongs you in a certain way, maybe cuts you off the traffic or just bad mouths you in public or just makes you feel like crap. But we're supposed to just shake it off and just give them grace. I have done that a couple times uh, in my life. I'm not sure you all have too. It's very hard to, but we, we must do that. I mean, look, uh, Phil Robertson, when, before he became a Christian, uh, and he was a heathen, and then he turned his life around, and uh, people were stealing fish from him after he caught him. And he told the people that were stealing, like, you don't have to steal from me. Just come and ask me, and I'll be glad to give it to you. Just, all you have to do is come and ask. There's no reason to steal. And when he did that, the people started doing as he requested, and they started asking for his fish, and he was more than happy to give it to them. And he never had a problem with people stealing from him ever again. And that just goes to show you that God's way is the right way. Is it hard to do? Absolutely. 
but it is possible and it does work. We just have to get away from our own pride. And that's about what it amounts to, is our own pride. Mm -hmm. So moving on, uh, if you're willing to, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the things of the land. I was just got to explain that to you. That's from Isaiah 1, 19. Finally, number, uh, bullet point number four, be humble and show integrity. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. That's what I was just explaining to you earlier. Just get away from the pride aspect of your life. It's like everything's all about you. It can't be all about you. That just goes to show you, as in a marriage, it can't be all your way. It has uh, You have to account for your spouse as well. Same scenario. That is from Matthew 23, 12. And integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perseverity of the unfaithful will destroy them. That's from Proverbs 11, 3. That's right. Uh, God says, uh, pride goes before destruction or a haughty spirit before a fall. That's in the book of Proverbs. And it's because we're exalting ourselves. We're creating an idol out of ourselves. And anything you exalt above God will be your downfall. And our ultimate purpose is to win people to Christ. So we take as many people to heaven as possible. Heaven is for an eternity. And I don't know about you, but I don't think I could face it if there was someone God put in my pathway that was that I was meant to help lead to plant a seed. And if nobody else followed suit and, and kept watering that seed after me, where would that person be end up? And if he ended up on the day of judgment, the Lord turning him away because he chose. See, God don't send anybody to hell. We choose that pathway ourselves by rejecting him. And on the day of judgment, that person never did choose to receive Jesus. I don't think I could live with it if I could have been a part in maybe helping enlighten him to the love of Jesus. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to show Jesus to the world. We're supposed to be his hands, his feet, his heart, and his voice. We're supposed to show the love of Jesus to the world. That is our purpose, because eternity is for uh, forever. And as you show them the way of peace and the way of love and not being judgmental, because, okay, there are so many things out in the world today, and especially politicians, and I don't really like to get on that subject. I don't accuse anybody. Um, that's not for me to judge. I don't judge anybody or any anybody's lifestyle, because... That's not my job. There's only one lawgiver and judge, and it's not me. I'm not perfect enough to do that. And nobody on earth is. He calls us to love one another as he loved us. He ate with the tax collectors and the people they call sinners. He accepted them. And when you show that love, it makes them want to come to Jesus. And then the Holy Spirit is the one once they walk through that door. The Holy Spirit inside you is the one that renews you and transforms you day by day. As it says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, do not be conformed by the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How does that happen? By the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. 
It's not done by us. It's done by the Holy Spirit. And if we love one another and if we put Jesus first, because that's what he calls us to do, then we'll lead more people to Christ. And then we'll step into our destiny. So there's two more bullet points of this section. Uh, but we're going to stop after bullet point number five uh, and play a song. But first of all, bullet point number five, intimacy. True devotion must have a pure heart. Yes. Intimacy, true devotion, pure hearts. Let your heart therefore be fully devoted to the Lord, our God, to walk in his statutes and to keep his commandments at this day, as at this day. 1 Kings 8.61 Let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. That's in Hebrews 10.22 Alright, we're going to take a quick break and play a song I, was, uh, I told you about earlier. It is from uh, Josh Corbin, You Rise Me Up. I'll be right back. Back to this.
Guys, we hope you enjoyed that song by Josh Gorbin. You write and you raised me up. Continuing on with our discussion, topic number six is discipline as in self-discipline. So I say, walk by the spirit, and you will not you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh craves what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are opposed to each other, so do not do what you want, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Galatians 5, 16-8 But as for your exercise, self-control, and everything, endure hardship, do the work of the evangelist, fulfill your ministry. 2 Timothy 4, 5 And that's a hard one for all of us to get, because we grow right? And we already stated, we grow from glory to glory. So there is different stages. And the Holy Spirit, he's planted in you the fruit of the Holy Spirit as a seed. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. Self-control is a hard one because we always think, well, I have the right to avenge myself. Eh, no, uh, have you re read the book of Romans lately? Yeah. Mm. Do not take revenge, but save room for God's wrath. Yes, uh, that's what the word says. Some of those things, but when we want to have our way, we just kind of step right over those verses. But God says, do not take revenge. And he of all people had every right to as he stood before them and they were ridiculing him. And they were mocking him. Then they beat him beyond human recognition. But he never once said, hey, but I am the son of God. He knew it. When you know it, you don't have to prove yourself. Your actions will just show it. And they can either accept you or they, they won't. 
you stoop to their level when you stoop to, and I'm talking about there, I'm talking about the unbelievers and the people who constantly reject and mock Christianity. They're going to be won over by the level that we show them. You catch more honey, right? Catch more flies with honey, as the saying goes. Well, that's true of us. Our continued showing of love. And you don't have to repay evil for evil. Because it does say you reap what you sow also. So you sow in anger, you're going to get it right back. You sow in love and it might not be immediate, but you will get it right back. And it will plant a seed. And then somebody else will come and water it. And then somebody else will come and put more water on it. More fertilizer. Because one man waters, one man plants, one man waters, but it's God who gives the increase, the word of God says. And so it is hard not to want to take revenge. But God tells us not to. Because our whole purpose, because this life is short in it compared to eternity. And our whole purpose is to be ambassadors of Christ, as Donnie said. To lead people to him, so we lead people to their eternal destination. Salvation through Jesus Christ and promised home in heaven. That is our purpose. And we each show it, we have, we each show our purpose in different ways. But each one, your purpose is just as important as anybody else's. Your purpose is just as important as that pastor's. Your purpose is just as important as that worship leader or that evangelist because every person you meet is just as important as the people that may, they may touch and it's to reach people to take as many people with us into eternity as we can because we don't want anybody anybody to go to hell have you ever read that book or you could go on youtube and hear him talk bill weiss um I think it's called 30 Minutes in Hell. Yeah. Um, you might want to take a look at it. It's very real. The Lord took him there just to show him that it's real so he can come back and preach that to people. That it is real. It is a real place, and you don't want to go there. You don't want to take chances. So ask the Lord to help you in those moments where your self-control wants to fight back. And to say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to duck and that big old El Shaddai take over. You can get through this person in a better way. Yeah, so finally, topic number three, continuing in your destiny purpose. Hey, what do you do? Number one, continue in obedience. I think it's pretty obvious. Matter of fact, I think all these are pretty obvious. Number two, continue in devotion, sincere, humble heart. Three, continuing Continue in reverence, giving God the glory of everything. He deserves it. Number four, continuing in the word. Read the word every day. Number five, continue worship and praise. Finally, number six, and daily prayer communication. That's right. All these are important because number one, you have to be continually in the word and continually praying, continually talking to the Lord. Why? Because number one, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. The word of God is our spiritual food. And if we don't read it, we are going to be spiritually weak. 
and not ha have the ammunition that we need to stand up against the enemy's tactics. There is wisdom, there is knowledge, and there's promises, and there, and there's instructions that we can stand on, live in, and live by, and know what to do when the enemy tries to lie to us and deceive us, or to try to get us to walk contrary to the way God wants us to. We know how to walk in Christ when we live in the Word, and that is our spiritual fruit. He gives us what we need. Nehemiah, have you read the book of Nehemiah? After the exile, Nehemiah, he was just struck when he saw the condition of the walls and gates of Jerusalem. The wall was a symbol of their spiritual protection, and it had fallen down because of their continual disobedience. And yet, when the king of that time had given them him permission to go and even sent provision with him when God's in, he's going to provide for it. Um, materials to help rebuild. Okay, the enemy isn't going to let you grow stronger. He's not going to just sit by and let you continue. He's going to try to get you back to where you were um, before you received Christ. He's going to try to take you down. And that's what they tried to do with Nehemiah. They would try to infiltrate, meaning they were going to try to act like they wanted to help. Really, it would be to show, sow seeds uh, of discouragement and to cause division, to get the work stopped. Then they tried fear tactics and intimidation tactics, but none of them worked. As you read in the book of Nehemiah, they said they worked with one hand and kept their sword in the other hand. That means you have to continually have be in the word of God. Don't just rely on your pastor to give it to you on Sunday. You don't eat once a week, so why do you, why do you partake of the food once a week on special holidays? You need your food every day. And that husband, that wife that you're with, you probably wouldn't be married to him if you never spent time with him in the first place. We grow to know who we are and who he is to us when we spend time with the Lord every day. All right. And number eight, no, letter B, I should say. This is finally and continuing in your destiny purpose. You will make a difference. People will notice. When you step into your destiny as a child of God, the people in your life will take notice and follow you in mission, salvation, healing, and wholeness in the Lord, and will give glory to Him who is our Savior. And you will receive the eternal, eternal glory, a home in heaven forever. When Paul and Silas were in prison, you you may be surrounded by trouble and feel as if you're in prison. They did not fret, but <laughs> praised God and said, "Lord, deliver." When you open your mouth and praise, peace, and victory will follow. Satan will not stick around and praise God with you. And seeing your faith and deliverance, the others around you were delivered as well. Acts 16, 25-30 says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there were such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open. Everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Do not harm yourself. We're all here. 
Yes. As you learn to grow in Christ and stand on his word and stand on his promises, and you can even teach yourself when something comes and you start to go downhill. So no, you can take a stand in yourself and you can clean your brain to grasp those negative thoughts, those thoughts of discouragement, those thoughts of worry and fear and, and, and doubt. You can train your brain to trash them. It says so. It says uh, in, I think, First or Second Corinthians, it says that we can take captive every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. And then you replace it with the truth. So you do not have to fall for that. And as you're living your life and you learn to trust God more and more, your, your faith and your trust grows within your heart, within your spirit. And when, when these troubling trials come, you say, you know what? God got, got me through that last one. He's going to get me through this one. As the song goes, the Elevation Worship sings, do it again. I love that song. And when I start to get discouraged, I love to listen to that song because it reminds me to think back. You know, you did this for me once and got me through this. And I thought that was the end of the world. And you got me through it. You'll do it again. So you, when you learn to do that, you learn to live more in peace and contentment. Paul did, as he writes in Philippians chapter 4, I've learned to be content in any and all situations. How? Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength because he relied on the Holy Spirit. That's why. And in that verse it, that Donnie was reading, it says the jailer called for the lights because he thought, oh my goodness, what happened? And he rushed in and he trembled. But they were still there. Paul and Silas were still there. So he knew that that was an act of God. And he said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? See, when people see your faith, you living it out, your trust in the hard signs, and then seeing how you get delivered, that is the perfect opportunity for them to ask you, how did you get through that? That is a witnessing opportunity right there. You see, your family and your friends and those who know you, those who see you day by day and in the trials, day in and day out, they will follow your lead of faith as well as when they see its effects. Step into your destiny as a child of God with walking confidence, with the royalty and the heritage that you are in Jesus Christ. You are a child of the King. Believe it, walk in it, know it, and act it. People will notice. Yes. Continuing on, Colossians 1, 9 through 14 says, If anyone asks God to fill you with knowledge of his will, through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit you, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord, and praise him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all the power, according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving for joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified to share an inheritance of his holy kingdom, holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of the darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loved, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. People will notice they will want what you have 
you will, you will truly be disciple of and ambassador of Christ. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people in their light a lamp, but in a, under a basket. Instead, they set it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. The same way, let your light shine before men that they may see the good, your good deeds and glorify your Father. Matthew 14 through 16. So, in closing, uh, what we were trying to tell you is you, uh, you have to step up to your own destiny. God has a plan for you. He has a plan for everyone. Everyone that he has created in his own image has a set plan for his doing, his glory. But all we have to do is make a choice whether we want to follow his plan or follow our own plan, which is going to lead us into darkness. That's all up to us people. Whether you want to accept it or you just want to hide it. That's up to you. So I hope you've enjoyed this message and check us out on our website, yournewlifeministries.org for all that we have, uh, more of our podcasts that you can go back and listen to. Uh, we have our devotion page, our blog page, that you can go um, read the written words. And sometimes I'll even post these episodes on there in writing that you can even uh, download. And we have so many new books out, Safe in Papa's Hands. Her Final Curtain, uh, the sequel to Deep Waters Within. It's called Deep Waters Rage. Um, Jewels from the Word. Um, you, we have so many new ones out there. And a new children's one about bullying. Um, it's called Molly's Journey to Forgiveness. So check out and all the other books that we have. Um, we have books about just how one small, small little act of faith and obedience can blossom as uh, one of my Donnie's favorites books by um, D.L. Weatherford is Pebbles in the Water. Um, one random act of kindness. So check out what we have uh, and check out our YouTube page for all our new YouTube channels. Yeah, yeah we have an amazing YouTube channel on up there. So check it out today. Don't forget to subscribe to it. Your New Life Ministries LLC on YouTube. As well as we are on Instagram and Facebook as well. We have grown in a mass following on there. So it has been an incredible journey. And we're going to continue on this journey for as long as God lets us. So always remember in closing. Know you got this. And may God lead you well. Talk to you later, guys.